1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Shooter, your host. We're going to have a special edition of the show today, a bonus edition. We don't normally do shows over the weekend, but they're getting so many people listening. We've got a very special one for you today. We've got a really brilliant guest, someone I've liked for a long time, Dr. Jen Mann. You might know Dr. Jen Mann from Couples Therapy or one of her wonderful books. Hey, welcome to the show,
2: Doc. Uh, well, thank you so much for
1: having me. We're really excited about it. So, love and romance. This is a celebrity show. We talk about lots of celebrities, but love and romance is sort of part of that too. And so, we've got a ton of questions, some audience questions, some questions from me. So, let's jump in. It's a little bit of participation here, Dr. Jen. I know it sounds a little okay. odd, but that's how we do. And we say, what time is I'm it? All in. We say together <laughs> it's tea time. What time is it, Dr. Jen? It's tea, time. it's tea time. Thank you very much. <laughs> so how did all this begin for you? How did you get the gig on couples therapy? I think that's where most people will know you from.
2: Um, yeah, most people know me from couples therapy. It kind of goes back a, a long way. And, um, but really kind of my career as a therapist started in grad, in, undergrad. Right. I was a journalism major. I oh. did a story about rape on college campuses. Oh, a
1: serious. And be- serious yes.
2: And I became really obsessed with the topic. And I volunteered to work for the Los Angeles Commission on Assaults Against Women as a rape and domestic violence counselor. Oh. As soon as I started doing the therapy work, I realized I had found my calling. I started grad school While I was in grad school in one of my classes on eating disorders, my teacher was going to be on TV and she said, hey, you're very outspoken. Would you come and talk about recovery issues? So I went and I realized instead of sitting in my office and helping one person, I could potentially help millions. Oh. And so it really became an interest of mine. I started doing show after show. Yes. And one day I get a call from none other than Harvey Levin. <laughs> and for, we and know him I'm sure from know TMZ here. Yes. Exactly. What was that
1: like when you picked up the phone? Did you think I've done something wrong? You? Well it was before
2: it was before TNZ. Oh. It was it was long before TNZ and Harvey called me and said, Hey, I'm doing this show called We Need Professional Help. We've casted two therapists. We would love to audition you. I've seen you on TV. I really like your work. Come in and, and do an audition. So I said, Yeah, sure. So I came in. Long story short, I did this crazy audition, which is a whole other thing Tell story. me why it was
1: crazy. Did you wear something crazy or did you put on an accent? Or? No,
2: it was nuts because the premise of the show was that uh, two people who were having conflict in their life would come in and talk to a panel of therapists. Oh, at the end of the show, the therapist would tell you, like, should you stay together or break up? And they would get a, some money that would either go towards, like, the divorce and or the move out or, the or towards life. therapy. Right, right, exactly. Right. So the, the couple that came in was a woman who was an identical twin oh. and her fiancé. What happened was that the two of them were into some fun, kinky sex. Right. One day he gets a call from her and she says... Meet me at such and such motel. Oh. There's a key waiting oh. for you. I'm going to blindfold you. Oh. We're going to have fun. Oh, my word. <laughs> no, fabulous. So he's all in. And, and they've done things like this before. He mm-hmm. comes to the hotel. The room is dark. She gets blindfolded. They have crazy sex. The blindfold is taken off. And he looks, and it is her twin sister. Yes. Yeah. That started your stunning. TV
1: career. We should we should well, find these twins and send them a few yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, but the crazy, the even crazier thing was that their conflict was that the woman who he was going to marry wanted to invite her twin sister oh, no,
1: to the no, wedding no, 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 and he no. did not want her. No, invite. no, no. no, no. Good grief. So this makes yes. couples therapy look actually quite easy compared oh, to yeah, that. It was
2: far more Jerry Springer <laughs> than couples therapy. I have, I have a bit of a serious yeah.
1: question. Please don't be offended by it, but yeah. sometimes doctors sure. on TV get a little bit of a bad rap. What do you think sure. about that? Sometimes I see therapists um, yep. recently on The Real Housewives, and it didn't feel yep. quite genuine enough. Do you know what I mean?
2: I, I do. I do. Um, look, I'm not offended at all. I hear it all the time. I think that there are a lot of therapists who are on TV for the wrong reason or who, quite frankly, aren't doing a really great job. Sometimes people are not qualified. Sometimes they don't realize the seriousness of the issue. Sometimes they're pandering to the camera. Right. You know, one of the things that I think has made couples therapy incredibly special and I think the audience really picks up on it is that it's real when I came Mm. in and auditioned for the show the executive producer Damian Sullivan said to me and the creator he said the therapy is of the utmost importance I will never interrupt you and I will always put the therapy first oh I love and there were times yeah there were times where other people came on set executives other people mm-hmm. said like hey interrupter put an earpiece i never wore an earpiece and he always said no you let her do her thing because that is what will help heal these people and ultimately will make for the best TV." that
1: made for the best tv he was absolutely yeah. right so before we jump into some relationship questions and some celebrity questions i've got to point out too I'm such a fan of your mom and dad. They're such superstars. Your daddy's yes. Barry Mann and your yes. mommy is Cynthia. Now, if you've seen yes. the musical Beautiful, good yes. God, if you've seen the musical yes. Beautiful, your mommy and daddy yes. are in the musical. What was that like growing yes. up with them?
2: Well, you know, look, I think that the growing up in a creative household mm. where my parents are songwriters, yes. where we had. Pete, we had singers coming in and out, and creative people coming in and out of the house. It made doing therapy with celebrities very second nature. And you know, my father, I didn't know until I was already a therapist, I was actually named after my father's first therapist, Dr. Joe. No. Yes, so I ah. came from a very therapy oriented household that was right. very aware of these things and, and, and talk I about dealt talk a
1: about lot your of emotions yeah. nobody talks it better than your mommy and daddy yeah. yes
2: you know and you know it's interesting the first time DMX walked into the room for therapy <laughs> I had never met him to be honest I hadn't even heard of him I'm more of an I grew up with R&B right, not rap right. and I had heard all these things about him and I was like man I hope I can help this guy <laughs> and he walked into the room and there was a sense of familiarity to oh. me having grown up in the music business and recording studios that as soon as he walked in the room i was like oh you're my peeps i get you like (laughs) i can help you do you remember as a little
1: girl coming walking home and seeing sort of carol king sitting in your living room or would that
2: carol king is like an aunt to me i mean she's like she's family to me and she's really one of the warmest most wonderful people you could ever ask for Oh, why are you doing this,
1: Jen? Why are you working so hard? You must be so rich.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my parents are and while they are very generous people it's always been very important to me to have my own career my own identity you know i kind of grew up a lot of people would say to me like oh you're barry man and cynthia wiles daughter and i didn't want to be barry man and cynthia wiles daughter i wanted to have my own identity i was an elite level gymnast i was on the national team for five years performed in the 84 olympics i went on to have my own career and that was really important to they me. They must be proud for, of you. They they must they're, they're be proud very of you. Proud of me. Oh they're gosh, very, are they, they going
1: to listen to this podcast? Yeah. They're so famous. They're like yeah. the most famous people <laughs> I ever. So I so hope, hope they're like our jingle for the show. Okay, let's get into some yes. some dating questions. What are the biggest okay. mistakes people make when they're dating? That's a question we got. What are some of the biggest mistakes? The
2: actual dating, like the early stages yeah, of the dating, probably. Each other the biggest the biggest mistake people make is to not see what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. That in the first three dates typically are people are at their most honest. And I huh. can't tell you how many people I have seen in my practice even how many girlfriends have been on a date and the guy says, you know I'm really not commitment oriented or, oh yeah, you know, I've got a sex addiction oh, or, you know, I, I smoke weed all the time. Right. And I, you know, I have that, you know, that job, you know, well, I'm, I'm kind of not always employed, but right. you can pay for dinner. To- <laughs> and
1: uh, Listen, listen you, to them. Yeah.
2: People tell you who they are, Ooh. but sometimes because of the chemistry, sometimes because we're just feeling it. Sometimes it's just, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're, Something about them feeds into our unconscious and our history, and we don't want to see what's in front of us. So, really, the number one mistake in the early stages yes. is ignoring the warning signals, ignoring the red flags.
1: Got it. Listen, I, as a gossip columnist, as a celebrity columnist yes. here, the most important thing celebrities say to me is the very first thing and the very last. The middle's rubbish, but they always drop a bombshell before they leave. That's when they tell me they're having an affair with Brad Pitt or something. I'm like, what?
2: Totally. Like, it's always the
1: first and the last. What's that about, Jen?
2: Well, you know, we call that in my business, dropping a bomb. And it's it's very common as a therapist that like, okay, we have this session. I'm walking someone to the door and then they say, oh, and by the way, my (laughs) uncle molested me. See you next week. Oh my god. I'm like, whoa, what What? just happened? Like, and I think sometimes people do that because at least in therapy they're not necessarily ready to process it, Mm. but they can't hold it any longer. Mm. And I suspect with you, you have such a great way about you. You're very easy (laughs) to talk to. And I think that people probably let their guard down At the a beginning. They mistake, probably they they're like, "Oh, he's, a, yeah, he's oh he's a gossip columnist." Oh, I got to keep what? my guard what? up. But after spending enough time with you, you're they, so they charming. Should. I'm sure they're just like, "Oh, I can't
1: take it any longer." Oops, <laughs> Look at you! Out. You've won me over. This is another good question. Oh, this is a really good question. A lot of my single girlfriends and my guy friends ask this: How do you meet a good person? What are we doing? Should we be on the apps? Should we try to go to bars? Obviously, it's different at the moment. But when we come yeah. back, how do we meet somebody who we like that has similar interests? What what advice? Sure.
2: Well, I believe that we should think of dating like a a, a pie, and each slice of the pie should represent a different method oh. of meeting people. Yes, absolutely, be on the apps, but don't only be on the apps. Also. Tell your friends, tell your parents' friends, hey, I'd really like to meet someone, I'm really open to a setup. Here are three qualities that I'm looking for in a person. If you know anyone like this, please let me know. I think that you should be getting involved in organizations that have to do with things that you care about. If you are into politics, support a candidate, go and volunteer. Ah. If you, you know, obviously right now we can't do anything right. in person. But like so you're running,
1: join a running, running club exactly. or if you're an Austrian, get into, I like the theater. So I met a lot of my friends, uh, Bruce, my husband, in the theater. So do things exactly. that you find people who have similar interests. Oh, this is a quite a naughty question for this show. We try not oh, to I talk about so, I know because it makes me blush talking about sex. I'm so yeah. British. Should you have sex <laughs> on the first date? dr jen that jen's a doctor so this is medical advice everybody
2: (laughs) okay so well here's the thing the problem with having sex on the first date is that typically and this is usually a little more women than men but it can be men as well and same thing with same sex couples that typically what happens if the sex is really good We bond, we connect. All of a sudden, someone who's not a really great, appropriate partner can seem like the person we want to mate for life with. Right. So (laughs) I think that the problem is not about the sex or the judgment about the sex. The problem is that we tend to lose our clarity when it comes to assessing a partner. That said, I also think that when it's really meant to be, when two people are really right for each other, that's not going to mess it up. And look, in the show Beautiful, you see that my mom mm-hmm. has sex with my dad <laughs> on their first writing date. And here they are, you know, what almost 60 years that later, like
1: watching that? going what, strong.
2: What was that yeah. like
1: watching that show? Was it wild for you sitting there?
2: It was pretty wild. It, it was It was really wild to see two people portray my parents and capture their essence so well. Oh, you liked it. Um, they did a good job. I oh, loved the show. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know if it's true it, or
1: not, but I loved it.
2: They, I, I would say that 95% of it true. or more was true. And they really yeah. did capture the essence of my parents,
1: oh. which was cool. Oh, this is a good question from our friend Sheila. Can you ever trust a cheater again? Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Can you it, trust somebody it, that cheated on you? It's
2: a great question. And, and, the answer is a little complicated.
1: We're, we're here if for you, don't take your time. <laughs> okay, you, thank you. Take I your appreciate time. that.
2: No, because this is a big one. This is, this this is one. a big it question. It could be too much for me. <laughs> so here's the thing. If someone has a chronic pattern of cheating, then it's probably not going to change. Mm. If someone has screwed up one time, well, maybe. All that with the caveat, and I talk about this a lot in my book, The Relationship Fix, that one of the biggest mistakes that people tend to make with this, and I get these calls on the radio all the mm-hmm. time, where someone calls and says, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my wife, my husband, whoever it is, cheated, and they came to me crying and said, they're so sorry they did it, and I took them back, and now I think they're cheating again, Like, I I can't understand Hmm. this. And what I, the first question I always ask is, well, what was it that they told you that indicated that something was going to be different? Oh, oh, what, what behavior, what action did they take to ensure that it wouldn't happen again? And inevitably, the answer is always nothing. They cried. They said they were sorry. Oh, that's not a good response. That's not enough. That is not enough
1: but I'm never going to be friends with them ever again, or I'm not going out with that terrible influence. or I've cut off Peter from my life, blah, blah,
2: blah. That's a good answer. I've I've gotten into therapy. I really looked at why I've sabotaged this relationship. And I've gotten myself into therapy to really make sure that I never do that again. I am going to be totally transparent with my social media. You have every passport. Right. If you want me off Facebook, I will do that. What about if you said, I'm going to, going to buy to the relationship
1: printing. fix? What about if you said that Jen, I bought well, the, relation the, relationship, <laughs> it,
2: the relationship fix, the relationship, the relationship fix, Dr. Good six step guide to improving communication, connection, intimacy. It solves all relationship problems.
1: <laughs> Important question. To be careful of the answer, considering how I make my living here, Jen. Okay. Should you kiss and tell? I say absolutely. And you should tell me. But should Only you? Only you. You should
2: kiss and tell <laughs> you, should, should you. All the time. You should tell. You should be told every detail of everybody's general, sex life at all times. General,
1: Dr. In General, Doctor Jen. What do you think about it? No. much. In general, not so much. No, general, I not so much. And I, and
2: I, I think that in order for sex between two people. You know, we're not talking like a one night stand, but between two people to be really great, there has to be a level of trust and a level of vulnerability. And, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot, you know, it's funny with the relationship fix, there are six chapters. The last chapter is about sex. And that's the chapter that everybody always wants to ask me about. (laughs) And the thing about sex that people don't talk about that's mm-hmm. really important, and you, I'm sure, know this more than anyone with the secrets that Ooh, you hear. I don't like that, about
1: sex, Jen. I don't like it. Yeah, it I know, I know.
2: I, I won't go, to, I won't go <laughs> okay, too far. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> is that really great sex is not always politically correct. People say and do things and make sounds that right. aren't things that they want other people to know about. <laughs> so in order for sex between two people to be great, both people have to know what happens in these four walls, or wherever oh, you are swinging right. off that chandelier, or the trapeze. Right. What happens between us stays between it's us, a and sacred, that's a an part space. of having great sex life.
1: Exactly, Jen. Yes. I loved your parents, yes. but I think I love you more. You're a wise fool. Oh, Dr. Jen, how many books is this that you're on? So this is not your first. You're you're quite the author, Harry Potter. I've
2: written two parenting books. uh, The A to Z Guide to Raising Happy, Confident Kids and Super Baby, 12 Ways to Give Your Child a Head Start in the First Three Years. And then, of course, The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection and Intimacy. And you will love this. I wrote a children's book with my mother, Cynthia Wilde, (laughs) called Rockin' Babies.
1: (laughs) What was that? Did you fight or did you get along?
2: Are you a better collaborator than
1: your father? What did mom say?
2: My (laughs) parents are amazing collaborators. It it, it has definitely been ups and downs for them of collaboration. But my mom and I wrote that book while feeding my daughters, oh, who had very wow. severe reflux and oh, colic. Oh. And we would be feeding them, oh. and we would say, you know, like, oh my, what do we do before these babies? Then we would say, oh my God, they're such rock stars. <laughs> right. And then we wrote this book called Rock and Babies, <laughs> and it's all about kind of you would appreciate it because it's about babies as celebrities. It's kind of I, like ugh. you know looking at babies as like oh you know rock and babies. Have paparazzi and right. his parents like taking right. pictures of the baby. So it was just kind of a metaphor. We
1: will all check it yeah. out. Do you have a celebrity crush, Dr. Jen? Come on.
2: My ce- my celebrity crush is yes. Eric Schiffer, my, my long term partner. Oh. You you probably have seen him on TV I a do lot. Know the name. He's a very handsome man. Oh. And we've been to- we've been together for seven years now. Yes, and he's Are you married? Just a- we're not married. Not married.
1: Oh. But you he wear is, a he ring. Is, I, I
2: don't, you know, yeah. I mean, sometimes I wear right. a ring if it happens to only fit that finger. Right. Um, but he is just the sexiest oh, man on the planet. if you did
1: get married, what would yes. your wedding song be? Would it be one of your mom and dad's or would it be one of their competitors? Oh,
2: I couldn't do their competitor. <laughs> are you kidding me? No. I, would, I, would, I guess it would, ha- it would have to be one of my parents. But the thing is, a lot of my parents are kind of breakup songs you know you've lost that love and feeling oh, I, oh, I like you love can't a sad do that song. oh
1: I love you know? a sad song <laughs> like
2: here you come again yeah that oh, wouldn't no, work you,
1: yeah. it's like people yeah, that get so, married to the greatest love yeah. of all they don't listen to the lyrics yeah. it's about loving Who yourself put the bomb
2: I mean that wouldn't work <laughs> Jen, but you was... say Eric put the bomb and the the bomb and the bomb's the bomb <laughs>
1: like thank you for making time to do this everybody check out dr jen's new book relationship fix we were going to gossip about celebrities but you were much 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 too interesting and hopefully we answered some of your questions about your own love and romance in your life once again (laughs) thank you dr (laughs) jen Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Naughty But Nice with Rob Show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And leave us a review. We say this together, Dr. Jen. We say the word nice together, okay? And remember, all together now, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be nice. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) Take care.
0: It's but nice with wrong. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee.